You've made it back to episode three of Conversations with a Fit Fat Chick. Let's see if I can get through this whole round with a lot less ums than the last time. Today, what we're going to talk about is why did I actually start my fitness journey? Recently, I was on a panel at Epic Weekend for Larger Than Life Coaching. The panel was comprised of multiple people who had all been transforming their life in both health and mental changes. Some of them were from my coaching group and some were from First Form. It's a funny thing when the first question was asked, and it was asked of anybody who wanted to answer the actual question. And the question was, what catapulted you to starting your fitness journey? The funny thing about that is that all of us wanted to answer because each of us could remember what it was that made us make the changes in our life. I did answer the question as part of the panel, and I will share it here. I will also share a little bit more in depth of what my reasoning was. For me, there were two main times in my life where I made the decision to make a change. The first happened almost 10 years ago. I was happy in my life. I was doing well at my job. My husband and I were doing great in our relationship. I was at the point that I really wanted to get serious again about having a baby. I was 260 plus pounds. Anyone who's ever been overweight knows that there's a moment when you just stop weighing. So my last documented weight at the doctor's was 260 pounds. Now, my husband had already made some changes. When we got together, he was overweight like me, except he had continually added movement to his life. Where I danced at a bar as often as I could, he would run on a treadmill. We had one in our dining room. He would run on his treadmill daily as I sat on the couch, eating Oreos and drinking milk. He never shamed me for it. He would actually laugh at me. Like, this is really what you're going to do while I run? You're going to eat Oreos. And my reply was always, Yep. This had become my routine, nightly Oreos. Cookies have always been my thing. Fun fact, I haven't had an Oreo in several years now. I didn't give up cookies. Like, there's no way I would ever do that. What I did was I changed to a better quality cookie. I now eat fresh baked cookies versus packaged ones. So remember, you don't have to give up what you love during a health and weight loss journey. You just have to make better choices. Small, better choices. So basically from that point, two things happened at the same time that catapulted my change. One was I went to my doctor and I said, what do I have to do to have a baby? We're doing everything we can. I had just had a cyst removed off my ovaries. We were timing our marriage time. We were doing the things that crazy moms do who want to have a baby, the hanging upside down, the laying with your feet in the air for a certain amount of time, not eating certain things or having your husband not eat certain things, making sure that every moment that was intimate was to make a baby. I'll share with you guys, as I shared with my doctor and several of my friends, we tried acupuncture and daily I would drink this tea and the tea just tasted like ass. It was roots and berries and dirt wrapped in manure and I brewed it every day and I drank it every day because someone had told me that they did acupuncture and they drank these teas and they were able to get pregnant. I was getting poked and prodded by the acupuncturist. I was drinking these teas. I was doing all these tricks, you know, in the bedroom that we think of that are going to help us get pregnant. And each time that we got pregnant, um, I would miscarry. And then there would be like this long period of time in between pregnancies. And I should have bought stock in pregnancy tests at Costco. 
because I was taking them all the time. And every time I was devastated or I would be excited that we got pregnant. And then a few weeks later, I would miscarry. So when I went to my doctor, it was with the last ounce of hope in my heart. And I said, look, I'm doing everything that I can do. I have done everything I have read about. Every suggestion a friend has told me I am drinking the most disgusting tea and it's not working. And so my doctor looked at me and he literally looked up and down and he said, but are you really doing everything you can? Do you think that you are building a body that is healthy enough to carry a baby if you do get pregnant again? I was flabbergasted. I was so upset. At this point, every single thing that had ever happened to me had somehow in my doctor's minds been tied to my weight. If I broke a toe, if I had a back pain, if I had an earache, if I had a nose, stuffy nose, like every single thing when you're overweight, it always comes back to your weight. It may have zero to do with your weight. And the first thing that they will tell you is, uh, you should probably lose some weight. You do realize where you fall on the BMI chart, right? No, sir, I don't realize where I fall on the BMI chart because I called you today because I have a rash on my elbow. It has nothing to do with my weight. So as I sat there in the doctor's office looking at him and sat with what he said to me, I hurt. My heart hurt. Everything hurt because I knew at some level he was right. He was right about my weight. It was the one thing that I didn't try. It was the one thing that I kept saying, hey, I'm a healthy fat girl. I have no diabetes and I have good cholesterol. There's nothing wrong with me. I must be an anomaly because I'm a healthy fat girl. But deep down, I did know what he was saying was true. And I left the office that day with thoughts roaming in my head about what I should do, what I could do, and why I wasn't doing them. So what actually happened was at the same time that I was going through these appointments with my doctor's office, my husband was going through something else. He had started picking up being more active, and he began riding a bike with his brother. They would go all over the place. They would drive like 45 minutes out of town. They would go ride their bikes. They would ride around town. They would go to the local college and just ride about 20 miles um, here and there. Well, what happened was that my brother-in-law ended up losing 20 pounds from riding the bike, and he quit riding. But my husband was all in. He went and bought the fancy bike and the helmets, and he had all this equipment, and he wanted to ride, only he couldn't find anybody to ride with. So I figured I would kill two birds with one stone. The first bird being that I'm a caretaker, And I couldn't let my husband complain about not having somebody to ride with. And the other being that maybe riding a bike might help with my weight situation, which would then in turn hopefully help us to have a baby. So this moment right here is what kicked off a 75 pound weight loss journey. It took me about 10 months to a year and I was feeling amazing. I was the lightest I'd ever been in my whole adult life. And I was able to get down to about 184 pounds at my lightest. I didn't stay there long though, because we did eventually get pregnant. Um, and we now have a daughter and she's seven. So that's where the second part of the two times that I've changed my life kicked in. 
After having our daughter, I gained about 55 pounds. It all kind of came at the end. I walked four miles a day during my pregnancy. I did a 5K three weeks after having my daughter. Fitness didn't seem to be my problem. During my pregnancy, however, I could not really work out a lot um, because of the previous miscarriages. My doctor wanted me to make sure that my heart rate stayed below 120 at all times during my pregnancy. So I could only do a lot of walking, some stretches, and even that became difficult just with the position that she was in in my body. But after her eviction, I was ready to get back at it. I wanted to get back down to where I was because that felt so good to me. I was able to buy new clothes. I was in a different size than I'd ever been in. And I remembered the feeling of accomplishment. But now we're looking at a whole different set of circumstances, right? As parents and mothers, I know specifically because that is what I am, we have mom guilt, um, parent guilt, for and it's something that I had no understanding of when I look back to that time I was working full-time I was away from her already so much going to the gym after work just seemed like I was neglecting her so that became my excuse my half-assing it at the gym I was either going in getting out as fast as I could or I was just not going at all And food-wise, I'd made a ton of changes that had actually stuck with me. I still didn't eat any processed foods, and I cooked my own food regularly. However, another huge change happened about a year after my daughter was born. My amazing mother-in-law moved in. She allowed me more free time to get my workouts in, but she also made awesome food. (laughs) And that was never on plan. She would say, hey, I'm going to cook you guys healthy tonight. I'm going to make shrimp. And then she would deep fry some shrimp, add some rice and some green beans that she cooked in a ton of butter and some garlic. Now, let me tell you what, it was delicious, but it was not on plan. And her idea of healthy and mine and my husband's idea of healthy has never matched. She does not do it to be inconsiderate. Um, She thinks that we are amazing people and that we look great. She just likes good food. So for the first three years of my daughter's life, I continued to lose and gain 20 pounds. I would get it off and then I would fall off track. I would add it back. I would tell myself, get it together, Lucy, get your ass in the gym, stop eating that food. And I would do it and I would go ahead and I would lose it again. And I always spent myself with one foot on plan and the other one was way off. I couldn't make any type of lead way in my health. Then came Chris and Heidi Powell. They introduced me actually to my first and only coach, Bruce Pitcher. He is now a family member of mine. He's the brother I never had. Even with all that they offered me as resources and motivators, I was still not fully committed to the plan. Then one day I was riding my bike and I had told myself I would go about 20 miles. When I realized it was time to go home and cook dinner for my family, I was still about five miles out from my original plan. I pulled into my driveway and I stopped and I was like, what the heck am I teaching my daughter? What am I showing her when I quit five miles short every stinking time? I'm teaching her that she is not as important as her family. I'm telling her that as a mother, we lose ourselves, that we're here for the needs of our family only. I was so tired of being an extra in my own life. 
I sat there in the driveway and I texted my husband and the text was very simple and it said, dinner's going to be late. I'm finishing my bike ride. And guess what? He just said, okay. There was no huffing and puffing. There was no extra that I thought was going to come. He just said, okay. For whatever reason, moms especially feel this guilt, right? We're the ones that before we leave the house, we make sure that the kid is taken care of, that there's a plan, that there's food. You know, we treat them like dogs. There's food and water and somebody's watching them, right? We make sure that all of their plans have been checked off, that everything that they wanted to do is fulfilled. You know, every day my husband, he would get up in the morning and he would go to the gym. And when he was done with the gym, he would go run whatever errands he wanted to run. And never did he look over at me and say, who's going to watch the kid? You know, who's going to watch our daughter? He never questioned it. He knew she was always taken care of. He never had to make the arrangements. And the thing was that he prioritized his health. I used to always say, you know, you're really selfish and you don't get it. And he would tell me, maybe you need to be selfish because I know that my health is important and I know that I have to do these workouts and I've made a commitment and I show up every single day and you're in it sometimes you're not in it sometimes so I don't even know what your schedule looks like you know that every single day I get up I go to the gym I know that maybe sometimes you go to the gym sometimes you ride your bike sometimes you do that and sometimes you do this and that's when I realized that I needed to be selfish, that my health was just as important. And I didn't need to make him understand that. I needed to understand that. Because once I understood it and I made it a priority, then the people around me would make it a priority. But until I gave them the experience that I knew how important this was to me, they were never going to be able to accept it. So that's what I did. I began getting daily workouts in. I began walking every day. I began showing up on my team with my larger than life team. I started doing live videos. I started having talks with other members of my team. I started meal prepping on Sundays and being consistent with it. I started taking the lessons that I was given on a weekly basis to heart. One of them being beneficially selfish. I started to become the person that I wanted to be. I made commitments regarding my health and my education, and I had to stick to them. I worked on food, and I worked on my fitness, and when I wanted to try a new adventure, I made it happen. My daughter will now tell you that mommy is strong, and she shows up every day, ready. I'm ready for whatever life throws at me, whether it's this crazy podcast or a physical adventure. Today, my husband said something interesting while we were on a walk with my daughter. He said, that he knew people that peaked in high school. And my daughter asked him to explain that. And he said, you know, they thought they were the best. They were the coolest kids in high school. They were fit and they were awesome and they were cool, but they just stopped there. And he, she said, well, what about you guys? Did you peak in high school? I said, your mom is still climbing. She's going to keep climbing until the day she dies. There'll never be a peak. I will never peak because I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep sharing and I'm going to keep growing And your dad, he's still cool. He hasn't peaked yet either. So those are my two times. The two times that catapulted me into this adventure of a health journey. The first allowed me to lose 75 pounds and grow my family. And the second is still in process. 
I'm kicking ass over here. Learning what self-integrity was, was a huge part of what got me to keep going. And so far I've conquered all the challenge I've given myself. And now I've lost another 65 pounds. It can be done. It takes a lot of work and a hell of a lot of conversations with yourself asking, did I really do all I could do to get where I wanted to be? I pass that information along all the time when people ask me if I think they're doing enough. You're the only person that can answer that. So if the time you lay your head down and you say, did I do everything I wanted to do today? Did I hit a wall? Did I need a nap? Did I need to push more? Because you're going to know those answers. And if the answer is no, you didn't. Well, guess what? You got another day tomorrow to try it again. And when you lay down tomorrow night and you ask yourself, you're going to say, yeah, I did it. I kicked butt today. So in closing of this episode, I want to talk again about gratitude. As I said, every day we have challenges. Some of us have a life that just keeps throwing bricks at our head. Some days are just mundane. Nothing good or bad ever happens. But every day we should think of the things that we're grateful for. These are the things that keep us going, keep us pushing on to better days. Today, I'm grateful for my daughter, her wild spirit and her sassy mouth. Not a day goes by that I don't say she's my favorite human. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that something that I've shared connects with you. My goal here is just to inspire you to either start or continue on your own health journey. You can always reach me on Instagram at Wanda, W-A-N-D-A underscore transforming. And also I have an email, which is Wanda at WandaTransforming.com share the podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it, as I said, and hopefully you'll come back for episode number four.